This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Chris, welcome to the show. Mark, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking so much. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We are. We, we're actually recording this a little later because we had a great conversation. I'm like, hey, we got to do a podcast here. Um, <laughs> Let's but stop you know, talking and actually record this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I could tell you, you're all like, I've interviewed probably about 425 people. You're only the third person from my hometown of Houston, Texas, which is really fascinating. You're literally like, I could, I could have gotten in my car and driven to your house and we could have done this. That's how close you are, which is remarkable. H-Town! Yeah, H-Town in the house. So before we get started, let's give our listeners the uh, context. Who in the world is Chris Burris and what do you do? So um, we'll do long and short. I'm a carbon nanomaterial scientist. So that's now everyone's like, okay, yeah, yeah. So in 1991, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. My business partner, Robert Wong, was working at the University of Houston Go Cougs, uh, and he was separating a molecule that had recently been discovered. Uh, a professor, uh, pa- Paul Chu, he's actually pretty famous in superconductivity um, circles. He came in while Robert was separating this material and he was like, hey, this material that you're separating is selling for $6,000 a gram. You are young kids. Why don't you start a business? Now, um, $6,000 a gram is insane, right? An <laughs> insanely expensive material. And my business partner is from an entrepreneurial background. So he was like, yes. So he started this company. Now, what is the company selling? What is this material he's separating? In 1985, three three professors, uh, actually Croto, um, Curley, and um, uh, man, the other name, just let me. Uh, Curley, Dr. you serious? His name is yeah, Curley? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking to three students there for a second. Oh, it's Croto. I mixed two names, Smalley and Curl. I mixed Smalley and Curl, so it's not Curly, sorry. So it's Croto, Smalley, Dr. Richard Smalley and Curl. They discovered the third form of carbon. So we're all familiar with diamond. We're familiar with graphite. They discovered this third form of carbon called fullerenes. The most abundant of the fullerenes is really, if you imagine a soccer ball, The lines on the soccer ball represent the the bonds between carbon atoms. So it's 60 carbon atoms and it's a spherical molecule. So that's the most abundant of the fullerenes. Then the next is carbon 70 and 74, 86. They've got a lot of these fullerenes. They discovered it in 1985. And then in 1996, they won the Nobel Prize for that discovery. We, Robert and I started the company in 1991. So kind of in that intermediate period. And we were manufacturing and selling carbon nanomaterials. The most abundant of them is this uh, soccer ball shaped uh, atom with 60 carbon atoms in it. Um, so, so that's kind of the genesis. That's the, 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 the reason that we started the company. That's the reason, kind of the reason I'm here. Like if we dig deeper, the real reason I'm here is they won the Nobel Prize because the scientific community recognized that this molecule was an amazing molecule with amazing properties. What properties um, you might ask? <laughs> it's super yes, what properties I may ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's superconducting. It's harder than a diamond. It'll actually turn into a diamond. It's got six-fold symmetry. So there's six planes through this buckyball, the soccer ball shape, uh, that it has symmetry. What that means is it's an incredibly resilient molecule. In fact, you can fire uh, a buckyball at 15,000 miles an hour 
at a plate of steel. And unlike every other molecule, which will just disintegrate, fall apart, this one actually just squishes and rebounds right back. So this incredible resilience was one of the reasons, again, they won the Nobel Prize. It has this capability to accept and release electrons. So it can hold up to six electrons and release those six electrons without any degradation to that soccer ball shape. If we think about our cell phones, you know, on day one, we're happy our, our lithium battery, lithium ion battery is, is uh, charging and it lasts for a day and a half, maybe two days. Uh, and then, you know, a year and a half later, it's not so much. And then it just continues to deteriorate. So unlike lithium, this this buckyball has the ability to hold six electrons and release those six electrons. When lithium adds electrons and removes electrons, uh, what happens is there's some degradation in the material, and then our cell phone doesn't work as well. So at some point, we very likely may see bucky batteries. That's one of the amazing applications in, in the beginning. When you have something with all of these amazing applications, so it makes better ink, it makes better tires, it makes better uh, batteries, it makes better photo cells. When you have something that's so amazing, you kind of understand, and again, this is why they won the Nobel Prize, you understand that this material is going to be used ubiquitously in society. And when something's going to be used ubiquitously, a lot of people are going to be exposed to it. So you have to do studies to understand the safety of the material. And for various reasons, they actually thought that this buckyball, this uh, carbon 60 molecule was going to be toxic. So they did this. Well, let me stop. Let me stop you right there because yeah. you 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 uh, gave There's us a lot, lot, like drinking from a fire hose. Yep. And so I, I want to say the first thing as you were describing all that thing, uh, all that stuff you gave us. I'm really impressed with scientists because we take so much for granted. And, you know, right now we're going through COVID-19 and all these scientists are trying to figure out how to create a vaccine or whatever the case may be. And a lot of people who are, don't understand what scientists do, don't understand. You just don't go to the laboratory and pick uh, a green chemical, a purple chemical, and an orange chemical, mix together and start injecting people. You have to do a lot of work. And I, I want people to understand that when you are doing this, whether it's splitting atoms or making a vaccine, it takes time. It takes a lot of knowledge. It takes a lot of patience, a lot of trial and error. I can't imagine how many times, you know, these, these scientists failed. Uh, of course, that's one step towards success. But I just want people to stop and understand that these people doing these things who win Nobel Prizes, okay, they're doing a lot of work and they're, they're spending a lot of time and it may be years before they get to the end result. And I just want to give a shout out to all those people who are doing that because uh, my goodness, I couldn't even imagine what goes into doing what you describe or what the, the people are creating the vaccines are. I mean, that is incredible. I, I'm just so in awe people can do that. Well, you, yeah, I, I think scientists, have, like, mo most of my career has been uh, delivering high quality materials to those scientists so that they can do further research and then supporting in that way. We actually have material grants that support those scientists. Uh, and I agree with you. In fact, it, when we get to the actual study, I'll talk about a decision that the scientists made that that is in, incredible, like absolutely incredible that they made this decision. And then you think you're talking about this long work. They discovered this material in a very highly specialized piece of equipment in 1985. It wasn't in really until about 1990 that they were able, able to make uh, the material in quantities that you could actually hold in your hand. 
So, so for that period of time, they're just like, okay, here are our theories. We're doing our kind of scientific chemical uh, ca- equation calculations and our estimations. And this molecule should be pretty amazing. And at the same time, they're trying to figure out like, how do we even make this stuff? Right. So we, we know it exists in a really tiny environment. Um, but how do we make it? And then they figured that out in 89 and 90. And then we started our company in 91. We're actually the first company that still exists to deliver commercial quantities of these carbon nanomaterials. We started in 91 and then they win the Nobel Prize in 96. It's a, it's an incredible, I mean, 11 years is pretty short for a, for a Nobel Prize, but that whole process is like, Hey, we know it exists. Like, how do we figure out how to make it in quantities that are usable? Wow. Now, you were telling me something. You used the word snake oil uh, when we were having our <laughs> pre-conversation. And apparently you have something, a supplement. Now, I've had guests come on the show before talking about supplements. And I know more about supplements than I ever did before. And I I, I have a love-hate relationship with supplements. I, I think they're valuable. But I think what I found out, and you tell me if this is incorrect, but a lot of supplements out there are funded by Big Pharma. And Big Pharma scares me because they're a billion-dollar operation. So what are your – the first question I have for you is what are your thoughts about Big Pharma being involved in supplement industry? Well, I think um, I this this you, what you're sharing with me is I'm kind of new to what I what I am aware of right with my particular supplement, um, and and since we're very early in the pro uh, in the podcast, um, and because I'm as skeptical as anyone out there, we can call it snake oil for right, for right now. That's that that's fine. That's what I believed it was when we first uh, when we first started this endeavor, and I'll talk about that. Um, big pharma doesn't have an interest in a lot of supplements, right? As soon as they can't have intellectual property, as soon as they can't patent it, then they can't protect it. Then they mm-hmm. can't make a ton of money off of it. And so they want to sweep it under the rug if they can. Now, are there people actively sweeping stuff under the rug? I think most pharmacy, most companies are responsible companies. I'm a little bit altruistic that way. Um if they ever came to this decision like, well, should we pursue this? It has health benefits, but we can't protect it. Or should we pursue this that has lesser health benefits, but we can protect it? They're going to go for the benefits that they can protect. So mm-hmm. they're passing up bringing, I believe this, they're passing up bringing things to market that they can't protect so that, so that they could bring something forward that has lesser value that they can protect. I agree with that. That yeah. makes a lot, a lot of sense. And when I see commercials on TV, you know, a drug for psoriasis, but then it may cause irritable bowel syndrome. You may go blind, lose all your hair. And it's like, uh, you know, a lot of comedians make a joke about this. Like, okay, I think I'll live with the psoriasis. I, I think I'll yeah. live with the eczema, you know, because I don't know if I want to have anal leakage. You know, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It's just, that doesn't sound appealing to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, so here, here we are. Let's see. We'll, we'll talk about the snake oil for a second because at this point, it's just a carbon nanomaterial. I'm very happy in my life as a carbon nanomaterial scientist. I sell carbon nanomaterials to researchers around the world. Frankly, if, if there's a private or government research institution that you've ever heard of, if they worked with uh, carbon nanomaterials, we sold it to them. Like there's no doubt about that because we're one of the few suppliers on the planet. So in, they assumed this material would be toxic. And in Paris, at the University of Paris, they did a toxicity study. 
and they published the results of this toxicity study in 2012. And in that study, they had uh, Wistar rats. They gave those rats water, rats olive oil, and then rats olive oil. Really, we call this molecule, when when it's processed properly, ESS-60. So they gave rats water, rats olive oil, and then rats olive oil with ESS-60. And they assumed that those rats that were given the olive oil with ESS-60 would be toxic. Instead of being toxic, those rats that were really given the My Vital C formulation lived 90% longer than the control group, and they all died without tumors. Now, there's a couple things that I uh, that I like to share. One of them is $6,000 a gram is insanely high price, right? And that was <laughs> that was back in the 90s. A 90% extension in life in a peer-reviewed published research is it's not just the most uh the best longest result in a in a study on, on longevity study on mammals ever. It's significantly higher than any other study, right? So the next best way to extend your life with good research behind it is calorie restriction. And I like to call it the starve yourself one third to death diet. Um, It doesn't really sell very well. Maybe it's a marketing thing. (laughs) But if you starve yourself now, if you if you reduce your calorie consumption by one third. Now, since we're, you know, a lot of Americans listening to this, it's not one third of what you're eating today. It's one third from what you're supposed to be eating, right? Because we mm-hmm. tend to overeat in, in the United States and in a lot of the Western world. Um, so one third less of the calories you're supposed to be eating for your BMI index, you can live 30% longer. But again, it's the, you know, starve yourself one third to death diet and nobody's signing up for it. And it's only a one third, you know, a 30% extension of life. We're talking about a peer reviewed published research paper that showed or proved really that the My Vital C formula extended the life of these rats by 90% and they died without tumors. So two things, $6,000 a gram, 90% extension of life. And the third one is they died without tumors. So a typical Worcester rat will live about 32 months. And they'll have a known amount of tumors in their body at that 32-month mark. And basically, the longer they live, the more tumor mass they have in their body. Even though the My Vital C rats lived 90% longer than the control group, they had no tumors in their bodies. So whenever I share this, some people are like, wow, like anti-cancer or cancer cure or whatever. First off, no, <laughs> that's that's a huge leap. There's a huge difference between cancer prevention and then actually being able to do anything with the cancer cure. So let's just take cure off the table. But there are a lot of things that you can do that are known cancer preventatives, right? So good rest, drinking water, good sleep, these exercise, these things are known cancer preventatives. And this study uh, shows, is, it, it indicates that it's reasonably, we need to do more research, but it's reasonably likely that this is going to have cancer preventative um, effects. But now, again, let, me ask you, let me stop you yeah. there because uh, a couple questions for you. Number yep. one. We live in an age where, you know, a lot of people are on the standard American diet. And as you mentioned, you know, that's not a good diet. There's a reason why the initials are SAD. It's a sad diet. 
Uh, you go in the grocery store, you see people, they're very overweight. Some, some are morbidly overbeast and you look in their shopping carts, there's macaroni and cheese, there's ice cream, there's a cupcake and donuts and stuff like that. And so people are turning to supplements, but what they're not doing is they're not doing the research. People assume because it says supplement, because it says multivitamin, because it says vitamin C, whatever the case may be, they're not looking at the source of this material. They're just assuming, oh, it's in the health section of my of my store. It's in the pharmacy section. Well, it's got to be good for me. And they're just picking it up. Oh, it's on sale. I buy one, get one free, and they're throwing the cart. And they're not doing the research. And I have learned a lot about supplements over the last couple months. And I know that like anything else in the world, all things are not created equal. Just because something says, hey, this is a multivitamin and it's in the health section does not mean it's good for you. So while I'm a big fan of supplements, I think you you need to see what supplements you need to use. Uh, you need to do your homework. I use an app called Chronometer, uh, C-R-O-N-O-E-M-E-T-E-R. And I the reason why I use Chronometer instead of my fitness pal or lose it is because they track all the micronutrients. The other people don't do it. And so they and it's also not crowdsourced. So before they add anything to the database, they're actually checking to make sure everything you're entering uh is correct. Cause I used to be on my fitness pal and someone would create an entry and they just put calories because that's all I care about. And so, but what's interesting is when I put my vitamin, the chronometer, it actually gives me a listing of all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients I'm getting. But still, just because it's a best-selling vitamin doesn't mean that it's a good vitamin. It just means it's best-selling and we have to distinguish between the two. Well, and, and I think you're, you're exactly right. And, and, and really, um, we're going to start talking a little bit more about this supplement, Mind Vital C. Okay. We got this great study. Frankly, um, I affectionately call these, uh, people because I'm one of them and they're my customers wackos. They're like, Hey, those rats live 90% longer. They started calling me and saying, how much in a dose? And really, you got to think of me as a carbon nanomaterial scientist. I've got this hat on and I'm like, wait a minute, a dose? No, no, no. This is good for tires and uh, ink and batteries and photocells. You don't put this in your body. In fact, in mid-2013, for the first time in company history, so from 1991 to 2013, we did not have the phrase, not for human consumption, on our labeling. We put that on in mid-2013. Now, let's be really clear. The data was clear, right? If you improperly process the molecule, it's harmful. If you properly process it, there's lots of peer-reviewed published research that shows it to be safe. And then, of course, this one study that shows it to actually extend the life of mammals by 90%, right? But Again, conservative scientists, skeptical. At this point, I'm like, well, I don't know if this is snake oil, right? It's it's mostly olive oil, so it's at least oil. <laughs> um, and so we put not for human consumption. Uh, fast forward into 2017, a guy with a big YouTube following uh, starts uh, starts talking about all the benefits he was getting from taking the product on a daily basis. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, MrProductivity.com for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. And coming into 2018, now our phone went from like ringing a couple of times a week and people asking us, really, they were asking, two things were happening. They were saying, how much in a dose? No, 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 no. I'm really not comfortable answering that question. And then they were also saying, hey, I'm taking your product um, and here are the amazing benefits I'm getting, which made me uncomfortable. 
come into 2018, those one to two calls a week went to like 10 a day. And so now, you know, I'm, I'm a scientist. I'm also an entrepreneur. I've been given this kind of entrepreneurial uh, uh, option, right? Do we want to go down the supplement industry? And I can share with you, just like what you described, my understanding of the supplement industry was that it's a it's a nefarious industry. I mean, there's articles out there that say that, you know, these multivitamins go through, you just, they go right through your system and they just come out in your feces as mm-hmm. a whole pill. Right. And I'm like, well, this is, that's the industry and they're selling this. And there's articles out there that say uh, about 50% of the supplements on the market don't have what they say they have in them. Now, I don't like to just throw the supplement industry on their bus. In some case, if they say they have like 10% and they only have 9%, that would qualify as not having what you have in it. So I do believe that a lot of supplement uh, manufacturers are out there trying to do a good thing. And I also think that, you know, it's a hard situation to really manage all of the products that they're blending and putting together. And then not to mention, really, you just shared with me, what are they, what kind of binders are they putting in there? What kind of things are they putting in the, there so that it runs through their equipment comfortably and, and how good or bad, more likely bad for us are those? Yeah. Now the question I have for you, at what point did you realize you're into something? Because you said you said not for human consumption. Yep. Uh, don't take it. It's not for internal use. At what point do you say, huh? I think we're onto something here. I think that we could create a product that is going to be able to be beneficial for people. So talk us about that point. Well, I mean, what you're asking is, is when did I become a supplement guy? And <laughs> and and I think like here's the here's kind of what I share about. I think typically. People become supplement guys or gals one of two ways. One of them is they wake up and they decide they want to be wealthy and that they're going to do it by selling supplements. And I have no problem with people being wealthy. That's just not how I ended up here. I think the other way is people have a health problem that they need to solve or the health problem of a loved one that they want to solve. They do the research and they find the right supplementation and then they solve that problem. And then they now want to save the world. Hopefully it doesn't surprise you. I have no problem with people saving the world, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not how I ended up here. I've been manufacturing this raw ingredient, this ESS-60 molecule since 1991. They do this crazy study and publish it in 2012. And now people are calling me, asking me, hey, how do you know what's the best way for me to put this in my body? And my first reaction was no, right? Like, no, (laughs) no. And then again, if you, if you look at the literature, it's very clear, right? Right. The, the raw molecule, if it's improperly processed, there's peer-reviewed published research that shows that it is harmful. If it's processed properly, we call that ESS-60, uh, then it's safe, right? And not only is it safe, again, these rats live 90% longer. So in 2017, this guy starts talking about all the benefits he's getting from taking it on a daily basis. 2018, I sat down with my business partner, Robert. We've been business partners since 1991, uh, longer than we've known our wives. We've been, you know, partnered. We're like, uh, we're like a married business couple is what we're, <laughs> it's, 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 and it's got all the drama in, in what you'd expect in a married business co- uh, couple. So it's, it's, but, and it's a great positive relationship. Um, so I sat down with him and I'm like, look, like, what are we going to do with this? Like the literature is pretty clear. It's safe. And really, if we're going to take this, this supplement and bring it, really bring it to the market, I've got two questions that I'm going to answer. The first and by far the most important is a moral question. I take the product. 
My wife takes the product. Everybody on our team takes the product. I'm comfortable selling it to you. If I, I'm just not the kind of person who's like, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm not going to take it, but I'll sell it to you. No, that, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't work in my world. And then the other thing you've got to be careful of the FDA and the FTC. You've just got to follow their guidelines and we're absolutely doing that. And, and so that's when in 2018 we decided, Hey, we're going to sell this. Now, one of the kind of descriptions you had, which is kind of the opposite of my situation is I didn't go back in my lab put this together and like, oh, I've made this perfect formulation and I know that it's going to fix everything that ails Mark. Mark, here's some of it. If you try it, like not all of our customers come back and report great benefits. And that's okay to me because I didn't make this product to solve anything. I just make the product and some people have told me that it's solving stuff. And so I'm selling more of it and coming onto podcasts like yours to share the story so that if people are interested, I just, I'm so blessed because every day I get to come in and hear amazing testimonials about what people are experiencing on the product. Uh, and, and that's, that's like, that's just lucky. And I'm just trying to share that. And if you get great benefits, great. And if you don't, and you don't continue to take the product, that's okay with me. Again, it's, it's not really my baby. I didn't like make it in my lab. Well, now some people are going to be listening this far into the episode and they're like, okay, uh, what is this? My vital C, how can I try it out? Because there are some people who want to go try it out. So is where would we go to get this? So you can actually, and we've made a link specifically for your audience. They can go to myvitalc.com forward slash productivity. And that'll take them to the main website. And I'll like, we'll kind of segue right here. What I'll share is on that, on that page, you can see our products. You can buy an individual uh, bottle. If you go on subscription, um, you'll save 25%. Don't worry, you can cancel at any time. I think we have almost 500 4.9 star reviews on Google. Wow. We do not we do not train our staff to talk you out of your subscription. <laughs> um so you can get on subscriptions, uh, enjoy the savings, uh and then, you know, if you need to cancel, you're welcome to cancel. Also, we have a, a $15 off coupon uh if you just use the coupon code productivity, that'll get you $15 off of your first order. You know, what's amazing is I fell into this too, because, you know, I get my supplements right now. I use a a multivitamin for men over 50. I get it from the vitamin shop. And the problem is, and, and this is my fault. And I know a lot of us are conditioned. We will trust the vitamin shop and I, I have nothing against them, but we trust them because they're bigger but my vital C had never heard of them before. And some people are naturally skeptical. So I want you to speak to those people who are saying, okay, um, you know, Chris shared a lot on the podcast. You know, I'm kind of interested, but I know who the vitamin shop is, but I don't know who you are. So why should I trust you and your product? Well, first off, I'm going to say, if you're going to the vitamin shop, as opposed to Amazon, good for you. We sell our products on Amazon, but one of the challenges, right? So we ended up a little bit difference between us. There's other people who have kind of carbon 60 products out on the market. The big difference between us and them is we've been doing this since 1991. Uh, from 1991, really until about 2018, we only sold to research institutions. And when I sell to a research institution, the first thing they do is they take the material that we sold to them, they hand it to a grad student who has the skills and training to test that material, and they test it on their HPLC to confirm that we sold them exactly what we promised. 
That's our pedigree. That's what we do in everything that goes out of our doors. Other people heard about this study and started making this carbon 60 molecule and they don't have the equipment to test it. And they've Mm -hmm. only been selling to customers who don't have the ability to test it. And so there's a big difference between us. We actually purchased like 22 of the brands out there that claim they're selling C60 and only one brand other than ours had what they said they had in it. And and that actually confirms like my understanding of the supplement industry in in, in general, uh, which is very, very disappointing. You know, when I first made the decision to get into the supplement industry, I was I was loath because I knew I was going into this whatever minefield of um, man, I'm pretty altruistic. I don't want a minefield of let's just say people who don't know exactly what's in their product. Mm -hmm. They think they do. And they, they feel confident that, you know, they're buying some product from somewhere else and they don't know how to test the product. And then they're sticking it in a product that they sell to people. So they don't even really know what they have. We do. We manufacture all of our stuff here, right here in Houston, Texas. Uh, and so we know exactly what's going in the product. When you go onto Amazon, some of those products that we tested that were woefully low in concentration actually have some good ratings, Right. And you get on Amazon, you're like, oh, this good rating means everything to me. It means like I can trust this product. But think about it. How many, how many supplements have you taken? Like if it's a zinc or if it's a vitamin C, do you really feel the impact of most of these supplements? Like there's no sense that this supplement is actually doing anything. So if you give a five-star review to vitamin C on Amazon, what are you actually saying? Like, I'm sure you didn't go get a, you know, how much vitamin C got into my blood test. Right. So, so they're literally, people are using Amazon's rating system. By the way, I use it. I just don't use it for supplements. I use it for kind of electronic geeky gad- gadgetry, right? Mm-hmm. But, but they're using and trusting these review systems that's on Amazon when the people who are actually writing it have no, there's no way they can provide any valuable information to you. So the fact that you're that you're going to a GNC or a vitamin shop, it puts you head and shoulders above, right? I want to stop uh, you just for a second for the Amazon reviews. I, I, I really am becoming really skeptical of Amazon reviews. And because I learned something about a week ago, uh, one of my favorite authors is Bill O'Reilly. He writes all these history books and he wrote a yep. book called Killing Crazy Horse. And he talked about on this show how this guy wrote a one-star review. Now, most of the reviews of the book are five-star reviews. Okay, Donald Trump's not in the book. It's all about the Indian, American Indian Revolution, the whole thing. All right, but some guy wrote a really long review. Then he went out and got like 139 of his buddies to go and like his reviews. So when you go to Bill O'Reilly's review, the first review that pops up is this guy's negative review, even though most of the other ones are all positive. And yep. for that reason, you can game the system. So you can, yes. you can have your product on Amazon and then have all your buddies, all your LinkedIn friends, Facebook friends go and all they got to do is like the review and it's number one. And so I want people to stop. When you look at reviews, my wife's got this little idea. Like you look at the five star and the one star and the three star review. Everybody just yep. sees, Oh, four, five, 4.5 stars. Oh, I'm going to love it. But if you don't look at the one-star reviews, maybe the problem that people are writing about is the thing you're concerned about. But because you didn't read it, you're only reading the five-star reviews. That's a problem. That's my problem with the Amazon reviews, especially when you're dealing with supplements because Amazon does got this big knockoff problem and you don't know. 
to your point, you know, you did, you mentioned the H, HPLC, you know, uh, analysis analysis most people they don't know oh it's vitamin c it's you know vitamins they just take it and they have no clue who their company is if it's a knockoff and you got to be careful because you're going to be putting this thing in your body i want to go buy it from someone who's reputable yeah yeah absolutely and i and i think that's where you need to spend some time and understand the company maybe buy directly from the company that that is something that makes a lot of sense to me um, or if you're, you know, want to buy on Amazon, at least reach out to the company that you trust, that you've decided mm-hmm. you trust for a number of reasons. Um, and, and, and ask them, Hey, you know, do you have legitimate products on Amazon? Uh, and is this listing one of them? Cause I'm, you know, I'm happy to take advantage of Amazon Prime. Like that's a great, great situation. Um, so, so yeah, I, like I think that you need to be really careful in, in this environment for sure. Well, so they would go to vital C, my M Y V I T A L C dot com. Is that correct? And then forward slash productivity. productivity. And then yeah. when they check out, if they use the coupon code productivity, they get $15 off on their order. Now, now, now yes, absolutely. And, and let me share this. So maybe they're like, okay, um, am I going to live longer? Like what's actually going to happen? What are I going to live 160 years old now? (laughs) (laughs) So it's interesting. If the average human lived 90% longer, which was the result in that study, the average human would live to 152. Oh my goodness. Remember that's, that's the average person. Now, now your reaction potentially is I have this conversation with a lot of people like, but I don't want to live longer, which is weird for me because I actually always have. (laughs) But then I tell them, I say, but what if you have the same mental capacity and the same physical capacity that you have today? Would you then want to live longer? And not everyone, maybe those people who at that point wouldn't want to live longer, just need to make some adjustments in their life. (laughs) (laughs) But most people change and flip the coin, like, because everyone assumes living longer means infirmed. And I kind of joke in that original study, that 2012 peer reviewed published research out of the University of Paris, they did not notate in the study that the rats were walking around with little walkers and little <laughs> oxygen tanks, right? They lived healthy rat lives, in fact, tumor free rat lives until month 62. Um, and that was the other thing that I wanted to share. You were talking about how important the research is. Remember, if you're doing a toxicity study, and the control group is the the rats that were getting water. And then the group that you're thinking is going to be toxic is the really the group getting the My Vital C uh, formulation. As soon as all the rats who were given water die, your toxicity study is over because it's not toxic, right? Like mm. there's there's no doubts at that point. That was at month 32. They continued to do the animal husbandry necessary for those rats to live their life. And they lived to month 62. That's like two and a half years more on a study that should have ended at about two and a half years. Right. So kudos to those researchers for just like, hey, let's just keep this going. And by the way, probably like three months into all the water rats being dead, they're like, okay, none of these rats are dead uh, that are in, in this test group, in the My Vital C group. This is just crazy. At some point, we're like, we're just going to keep this going. Ultimately, they had to euthanize the lot. They were down to two rats. Uh, One of them died. And like, we need to euthanize this so we can publish our research because we're five years in to a two and a half year study. 
Yeah, you come back every every day to laugh. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants oh, my to swap goodness. out the rat so we can just publish our research? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, this has been an incredible conversation. I encourage my listeners to go to myvitalc.com forward slash productivity. Check out the offerings there. Use the discount code productivity at checkout to get $15 off your order. Uh, Chris, this has been a most delightful conversation. I am a natural born skeptic, but, uh, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to go check this out because uh, I'm a little interested. Who doesn't want to live longer? Now, I wouldn't want to live as long as Methuselah. He's the oldest guy in the Bible. The dude lived to 969 years old. I don't know what you would say to your kids. Hey, when I was 485 years old, we didn't have the I mean, that would be really bizarre. I mean, I, I could not imagine living 969 years old. Um, How many of I, those birthdays do you remember? <laughs> yeah. right, well, like, I'm, I'm 51. I, like, I, I can't I don't I, I can't remember 20 of my birthdays. Like, yeah. how do you remember when you're 900. I did want to add like our most consistent testimonial is people take the product in the morning. They report mental focus and energy during the day and then better sleep that night. Wow. And, and, and what's interesting, which really interesting about that, there's a $2 billion. I, there's a book called uh, Why We Sleep uh, by yes. Matthew Walker. You're yeah, familiar with it? Excellent book. I've read it. Highly recommend it. Right. It's, I highly recommend it too. It is also the scariest book you will ever read about yep. sleep. It's like the Freddy Krueger of sleep because it's yep. great studies and this is how bad it is. But he talks in that, Matthew Walker talks about the $2 billion sleep aid industry, which yep. is big pharma selling you something that you take right before you go to sleep. It knocks you unconscious. You wake up without the desire for sleep, but you did not get the restful rim and in rim sleep that you need in order yep. to heal your body. Our product, you take in the morning, mental focus, energy during the day, and better sleep that night. So there's something fundamentally different about our product, and maybe we can chat about that some other time. Yeah, and I will tell you, that book opened my eyes, Why We Sleep opened my eyes to melatonin, because everyone takes melatonin to go to sleep, but what I found out, melatonin doesn't make you go to sleep. Melatonin is your brain signal to say, okay, it's time to get ready for sleep, but it's yep. not like Ambien, and I was taking it all the time, and it, that's not what melatonin is, but you're right. Everyone needs to read Why You Sleep, but just understand it's going to scare the crap out of you because it's backed by lots and lots and lots of data. So you can't say, oh, it's his opinion. This ain't his opinion. This is all fact. And yeah. matter of fact, you remind me, I got to reread the book because I've been telling everybody, you got to read this book. It is the most incredible book on sleep. Go get it, read it, and just absorb it because this is factual. So very, very uh, a good book. So Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my October 16th training, The Power and How of Routines. You can either click the link here in the show notes from this podcast episode, or you can click the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.